Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brains and Bellies 2022. Happy New Year to all of you. Here at Brains and Bellies, we work to inspire and support you to embrace your healthiest and happiest self. Beth and I fuse together ancient Ayurvedic practices with modern nutritional therapy techniques that will help to restore the body and mind. Using food as medicine as our mantra, we explore how the body and mind are connected and how the brain and the belly inform one another on all matters of health. So please join Carrie Jenkins, an Ayurvedic health counselor, and Beth English Myers, a nutritional therapist, here at Brains and Bellies on Thursday. Hello, everyone. Super excited today to have Rock the Glow with us. And I'm going to have Beth kind of give the intro on, on who they are. So thanks for being here. Uh, thank you, Carrie. We want to give a very warm welcome to Heather and Allie today from Rock the Glow. It's a very special episode for us. And we're so thrilled to be starting off uh, 2022 with this specific episode. It goes to the heart of all the issues that we are so passionate about. Allie and Heather founded Rock the Glow a few years ago to help women through the hormonal flux of perimenopause um, with diet and lifestyle changes that can really, really support and empower them. And they have a few different programs. Heather is a, a rock star fitness instructor, uh, yoga, strength training, uh, high intensity, everything. Allie is a national treasure in my mind, a nutritional therapist. And we'll let them talk about who they are and about Rock the Glow. But I will say, just a personal aside, that Allie is the reason I am a nutritional therapist. I was a client of Allie's a long time ago now. Uh, we met in, oh my goodness, so long ago, Allie, through a mutual friend. Allie helped me out so much. And she is a nutritional therapist and also runs cookery workshops. For a little while, I held the title of the most attended person with the most attendee records of her cookery workshops. I really hope I still have that title. Better say yes, Allie, because I'm so proud of that. It's going still yours. Your still yours. <laughs> okay, good. All those years going to your uh, wonderful kitchen in Chiswick and really learning how to cook healthy meals for myself and most importantly for my family as well. So that's enough for me for right now. So Allie and Heather, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, tell us a bit about yourselves and how why you started Rock the Glow. I'll start because uh, it was, well, it was a joint thing. Ali used to come to my, to my live classes all the time in Chiswick and the demographic where I work is our age or a little bit older and a lot of women were coming. I must have perimenopause just on my forehead, <laughs> stamped on my forehead because <laughs> quite a few women coming up to me talking about it and, and exercise and how it can help and all of this. And it was one particular woman who, I mean, she, we should do a little, uh, portrait of her with Rock the Glow. It was her that inspired me. She, I mean, it, it was quite uh, emotional because she was really at her wit's end, um, suffering from low moods and depression and trying so hard with exercise to help her symptoms. And um, God, we had such a real heart to heart. And I just thought we need to, uh, we need to get a group together. We need to discuss how we can help each other and, you know, bounce ideas off each other and you know, what helps someone might help someone else. And I introduced her to Allie and I said, maybe um, nutrition can also help alongside with the exercise that you're doing already. Um, I knew that Allie specialized in female hormones. Well, she's just such a lovely person to talk to. And 
easygoing, little goofy, which I love. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, she's, she's a great person to talk to. You just feel really at ease, you know, you don't feel like you're in a clinic. And, um, but anyway, I, I, got, I, I got talking to Ali and said, I, I think maybe we should do something, you and I together and, and uh, rock the glow it just happens. We started in, I think it was 2019. Was, was it, it or 2019? It was so long to come up with the name. Do you remember we were in a spinning class, you were teaching and I was like, I've got it, I've got it, rock the glow. And she was trying to get the whole class to do whatever they were supposed to be doing. We finally came up with the name, which was the hardest thing. And then we did our first um, little workshop at my husband's studio. He calls it a studio. It's actually a flat. But we did it there, didn't we? And we had we were packed to the rafters. We couldn't fit any more people in. Um, and then we took it. We took it to a bigger audience at High Road House in Chiswick, which was much more of a snazzy venue. And and then with COVID, we've been doing events online. So we um, devised this brilliant course, which was four weeks of meal plans exercise cookery workshops informa information sessions and we had a lot of success with that last year but now we're dying to get back to doing live events because we want to see people in the flesh so hopefully fingers crossed we can do some more of those this year yeah people want to be seen too i do feel that i know that the, the zoom is very helpful but I, I get that sense people really want to be back uh interacting and chatting what's also great about what you two do you've, you've been there like you, you you understand these symptoms you're speaking from experience which I think is so crucial and you, you felt the pain and then you can also feel how you, you you've walked a mile in their shoes and, and you also appreciate what your recommendations how they can help and how some temporary discomfort will be worth it once you get the habits in place and the hormones start to settle and things start to return to balance but when i went to your event it was a one evening event and we encompassed so much but you're also doing inclusive programs over a few weeks time is that right yeah so the, the event that you um, attended was just a one evening where we tried to cover everything but the four-week package that we do obviously we split it all up and we'll spend a whole session just talking about the liver and estrogen metabolism and a whole session talking about blood sugar balance yeah so we take it much more slowly and it's easier for people to absorb that information then because we had smaller groups then um, people could interact a lot more easily I think when there's an audience of about 30 people are less likely to put their hand up and ask questions but when there's groups of 10 especially over a number of weeks people get to know each other and then they're really relaxed with each other and asking lots of questions and the four-week program we also incorporated a supplement program as well vitamins and minerals to really help things so people can really have uh, women who attend they can have their hand held over the, the course yeah. the few weeks and then they're make they're meeting a community of like-minded or fellow participants are going through similar symptoms they can bond uh, share recipes compare notes um, have that part that aspect of the community that's brilliant yeah, we, did a, we did a private Facebook group as well for the attendees and they in the end were posting po photos of what they'd cooked and really interacting with each other and we would dip in and out every day but I mean they were having their own thing going on very much that was they very much became friends through the workshops that you've done to this point are there kind of two or three symptoms that tend to stand out that you've noticed well, Heather, you, you say what Stephanie was suffering from, because that was the women that were coming up to you, which brought this whole thing about. The list is as long as my arm, but we, we won't. <laughs> we could talk about them all day. The most common was the, the low mood, the feeling really low, depression, exhaustion, just feeling really, really tired. Anxiety, no sleep. Um, People in the gym were worrying about gaining weight, weren't they? 
but then yeah. when we look at it when we look at it more closely there is definitely fatigue and brain fog and at the beginning of perimenopause irregular periods and rage as well so the mood's really swinging with the fluctuating hormones and, and also low libido is a big people don't always want to talk about that but that's a massive symptom that a lot of people have right right from perimenopause onwards yeah i hear the word rage a lot when people are talking of perimenopause and menopause but also um i'm curious and interested because obviously it's that time of year too but i know just through the work that beth and i do too that oftentimes it's women of this age that are battling the bulge they're they're gaining weight and not able to eat in the same way that they used to so what do you, how do you guide them can you share a couple of the tools that you give them i mean i think women at this age also as you're growing older you don't, you're not moving around as much as you used to that's that's also common that that starts to to happen and upping your game with the exercise um and I think women also need to think about lifting weights. And I really, really encourage women to lift weights. And it's great to do yoga. I teach yoga as well. I love yoga. I think it's it's um, fantastic. But you need to incorporate lots of other things as well. And getting your cardio in. Weights is super important. Not only for keeping your weight down, but also the loss of muscle mass and bone density. And that's really important to think about. And when I talk about lifting weights, I'm not talking about, you know, really heavy weights. I mean, you know, your dumbbells, but getting that resistance training in that really, that will really, really help. But food wise, that's Ali's department. <laughs> From a diet point of view, as your estrogen declines, so as you're getting really near the menopause, your sensitivity to insulin declines. And that means your blood sugar is more likely to swing all over the place. And so I spend a lot of time talking about blood sugar, as I'm sure, Beth, you do. And not just for women of this age, by the way, for all clients, it's a really good place to start. We talk about blood sugar balance. Um, we talk about reducing stress as well, because cortisol levels, um, raised cortisol, the stress hormone, that can also encourage weight gain. Like Heather said, your muscle mass really de declines as you get older. So we have to combat that by doing the exercise to build muscle, but also realizing that if your muscle mass has depleted, then you can't get away with eating what you could in your 20s and 30s when your muscle mass was at its peak. Just like we change our shampoo as we get older because our hair changes and our skincare, you also have to change the way you eat and you probably won't get away with as many you know, baguettes and bowls of pasta as you used to. And you have to up the vegetables and decrease the starchy carbs. I want, I want Heather to have a few words as well. Yeah, I, I mean, you could think about it as, you know, less muscle equals less calories burned and more weight gain. And, 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 I, want, and I also try to encourage people not to think about exercise as a chore. You know, think about yeah. this, your time. Take this time, no matter how long it is, even, you know, if you don't have the time, you can do a fierce class in 20 minutes and get a great, you can get a fantastic workout in 20 minutes. If time isn't on your side, there's um, great classes out there that are short and sweet and, and can really do the trick. Even a yoga flow do a yoga flow for 20 minutes because 20 minutes is better than no minute even 10 minutes a 10 minute hit 10 minutes is better than no minutes you know just just do something a lot of women i see think that just walking the dog is enough exercise and it's not and heather's classes are so great and it you do encourage people to do weights at this age as well don't you and you've got lots of classes that you do with weights and they're brilliant because um heather can see you in the little boxes when you're doing her classes she's always catches me out not being able to do these ones <laughs> people can't see me can they on a podcast but there's some hideous things that she makes us do that really hurt but it's worth it <laughs> So good for the bone, so good for our bone health, our cardiovascular health. Heather is from Brooklyn. 
I know Heather would bring great music to all of her classes with that New York, Brooklyn vibe. Uh, so I bet, I bet they're just so much fun, Heather. I love using music. And just a few months ago, I started yoga disco, which is really good fun. So if you're ever in town, you'll have to come to a yoga disco where we dance through asanas. It's fantastic. <laughs> to and you have a routine at the end, don't you? Classic 70s disco. It's really good fun. But another good, you know, find exercise that's fun that you right. enjoy doing. And, and, you know, you're getting together with people or even if it's online, you know, you're still getting together when it's live classes, different from hitting that on-demand button. When it's live, you know that other people are there live at the same time. Some of us have a chat afterwards. You find your little community and make it fun. It doesn't have to be a drag. Definitely. Um, I think that uh, I love what you're saying about the, those exercise snacks, like doing those 10 minutes, 20 minutes. But I think if we can carve out a good hour once a week, maybe yeah. twice a week to go to a class or stick, go to an online 45 minute class, you're, you have to have the workout, but then uh, relax your cortisol, really come back down to balance after uh, all that, all that good jumping around and weightlifting. Absolutely. And, you know, we all have to think about how good you feel after you do um, an exercise class or any exercise at all, even a walk, you know, how much better your mood improves. I, I say, you know, people walk into a, the studio feeling one way, they walk out feeling a completely different <laughs> person sometimes. I know even for me, I mean, I have to teach. So there are days where my my symptoms are really bad. I'm feeling really low and I have to go and teach a class and it's like, oh dear, I have to get through this. I do. I managed to get through it, but I feel amazing afterwards. And, you know, I just keep, I, I could empathize with women going through this time. I, I think maybe I had that was on stamped on my forehead. <laughs> they can see, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, but it does, it makes a big difference. It does lift your mood. I don't think anyone ever leaves a class not in a bad mood. Would you, have you ever seen that? I mean, it seems like, how could you not be, feel better I know not at all especially with the music going and, and you're moving and and you're you're releasing all these happy hormones chemicals in your body so it is scientifically it's doing something uh, we talk about this in Ayurveda a lot and also I, I totally hear you Heather on that because I teach a lot of yoga as well and meditation and there are times both teaching on zoom and teaching in person where I am tapped out I'm exhausted maybe angry, sad, rageful, who knows what the experience is, but it actually helps me as much as it helps the student that I'm teaching. Uh, Cause I come out the other side feeling much better myself, but getting back to one of the, the key points with, I think you, you have touched on what we talk about in Ayurveda is as soon as you're focused, your attention, your mind is focused on something else. Like in yoga or meditation, we're focused on the breathing in exercise. You're focused on whatever it is, the breathing or the, the movement. It automatically makes you feel better because your mind has then been brought away from this other thing that you're focused on. It's all good. Why people are, are hesitant or think of it as a chore. I'm trying to get them not to think of it that way. This is you for life. Like you have to take care of your vessel. No one else is going to take care of it for you. It's all on you to take care of you. And if you're okay, everything will fall into place. <laughs> There's this great saying that we use, uh, where your mind goes, your prana flows. And prana is really that internal energy. And it's, it's so true. It's exactly spot on. I love giving that to people as just a, a place to come back to when they're feeling frustrated. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you know, we do, we all have those days, especially, you know, going, going through this and, and we have to also be okay with, I'm, I'm feeling a bit sad today. 
okay and take care of yourself you know take that time out or netflix and chill sometimes sometimes you need to do that too don't feel guilty about it yeah we might have more of those times we want to netflix and chill than usual like why Allie? what's going on with us like what when our estrogen is dropping what does that mean like why are we feeling more tired why is it harder to get to the gym or it's, it's not just estrogen it's well, there's always so many different factors aren't there but definitely as estrogen falls and progesterone falls you experience fatigue and so yeah we have to accept that that's we're not, maybe not going to be able to do as much as we used to do and just slightly change your life to to accommodate that so it's a hormone thing but also it can be because you're not eating so well so blood sugar balance might be implicated again and, and cortisol may be low and it, when it's much lower than it should be so there's always a few different factors going on and also at this time of life it's quite common for people you know to have an underactive thyroid so there's always a number of different things which is why as you know, personalized nutrition is so important because, you know, what suits one person isn't necessarily going to suit another. Yes. Yes. And then also realizing that when we're tired, fatigued, feeling low, our food choices will be less inclined to make a fabulous green smoothie. It's more tempting yeah. to go for so the refined carbohydrate. And right? It is and fine occasionally to have a Ben and Jerry's treat or whatever, but if it, if it starts to become a staple, then you've got a problem. So it is about educating yourself and, getting organized that's the key if you can at the weekend just plan a few meals and get your shopping in that's the you're quite far down the line then of being able to achieve something the problems occur when you get home from work and there's nothing in the fridge and you just think okay deliveroo and that's when it all goes wrong yes and I know that on your program you all will have person meal plans that you recommend yeah. I know you Ali so it's always gonna be recipes that are very uh, tasty Easy. but Easy, easy, easy. Yeah, I only do easy. Yeah. I only do easy. I don't do hours of marination. <laughs> yeah, I do think that you can you can make and eat within about thirty minutes. Yeah, and Ali does have to plug you, Ali. You do have two incredible uh, cookbooks that are there. I have, that are just worn the threads on my bookshelf. Oh. Feed your health one and feed your health two. So we have to plug. Those are our favorite books. Carrie was using Feed Your Health One in Iran. <laughs> yeah, I came back through London for just a brief time and Beth introduced me to Feed Your Health and I brought it back to Tehran with me and I used it all the time. And in fact, mine is threadbare, I will say, because I did page through it. And I that was the one thing I, well, there were many things I loved, but the one stands out to me now is it was simple recipes, but they were delicious. And my son at that point was very young. He was only a year old and um, it was just, you know, easy to put the things together. So I used it all the time. I love, love your cooking. Oh, thank you both. I'll have to get you new copies. You know, Ali, your chickpea salad with the pomegranates. Everyone always has their few favorites. But I'm, my thing is about variety and always trying to encourage people to eat more different foods. So I'm always trying to get people to try new recipes. Brilliant. Because people do, don't they? They guess just get stuck in a rut and they just order the same online shop and they make the same meals time after time after time. So that's part of my mission is to get people excited about, you know, being able to cook a few different Indian curries and some Thai dishes and some Japanese food and some Mexican food, just to mix it up, use lots of ingredients and keep it really colorful and healthy. Ali did a fantastic stint of doing the cookery workshops on Zoom and you know, you had the week to get all your ingredients and she did a recipe from the book. So if you had the book, you could follow along the book as well. But you're following along with her on Zoom. And, you know, at the end of it, you have just this amazing meal. It's like, OK, you're ready to go. you got 20 more minutes in the oven and everyone's like, OK, bye. And then 20 minutes later, everyone 20 minutes. in the beginning of the pandemic, I started that. 
And people were starting to go, hold on, wait, I need to go next door to see if they've got any coconut milk. That was those were the days when people quite enjoyed Zoom. I think everyone's getting a bit fatigued from it now. But what I have to say, Ali, with your with your recipes, uh, I do have to say that once you just do it a few times, it why not make an Ali meal versus a takeaway or a um, ready made meal? Like once you do them a few times and doing the class, whether it's on Zoom or in live, I always find you get so much prana you get so much energy and enthusiasm for making them like okay we can do this i'm doing it with the alley i'm doing it with the group and it's it's easier to make these simple meals definitely so we also wanted to ask you guys another hot topic that we could talk about forever and you know we'll definitely keep talking about it on this podcast and we'd love to have you back to go even deeper um, a hot topic is HRT, so hormone replacement therapy. Could you guys give us a, a brief idea of, of your thoughts about it or how, how it works within your program? Or does it work in your program? Could you just give us an impression? Well, we're both on it. So we've, don't, we've, both, been, we've both been convinced about how, how useful it is. And it's a it's, it's really good idea, especially the first time, I think, to see a menopause specialist if you're considering going or, or find a GP that you know is really specialized in it so we've both been looking at Dr Stephanie Goodwin's website and blog and I, I go and see her as well personally and she's amazing there's so many specialists out there now that it's great so um the other person have you heard of Louise Dr Louise Newson yes podcast and she has a yes. app balance app um but we've definitely both been convinced about HRT and we use the body identical HRT which is the best at the moment. It's um, metabolized just like our own hormones. So there's minimal yes. side effects. So what we've been doing in our Rock the Glow courses is busting the myths about HRT. In the events that we've had, we've always had a, doc a doctor to come along and talk about it because we aren't qualified to give that advice. Really, we need a doctor to give that advice. I have to say, uh, thanks to you ladies, I now see Dr. Stephanie Goodwin and she's oh, incredible. Say. Dr. Stephanie Goodwin is with the latest information, busting the myths, research. Uh, it's such an amazing moment to have that that experience to get this new information and how it conflicts with. I started talking to Ali about perimenopause and menopause. I was on that side of, I will never take HRT. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I think about it now, but it was just so negative. That's the point. Yes. And it yes. wasn't out there. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough information out there, especially like my mother's generation. And, it, you know, HRT was just a negative thing, maybe because it was equal to, oh, you're old, you're going through menopause or, or all of this, just negative. And yeah, I do think, you know, you really do have to educate yourself and, and learn about it because it is um, the most effective way to treat symptoms. Um, you can yeah. try all you want with, you know, foods and exercise and all of this, but sometimes you, you really just need to think, okay, this is a hormone deficiency and we need to replace those hormones. How am I going to do that? It's not magic. It's not magic. So yeah. I think some people take it thinking that everything's then going to be um, sorted and actually you need to work with your doctor to get the right dose. So that's quite tricky. And then, and then still you have to sort out things like the stresses in your life because obviously just taking HRT isn't going to make those go away. You've got to attend to other things in your life as well. And if you've got a really appalling diet, you're never going to be optimally healthy just by taking HRT. You've got to address that as well. Oh, so well said, Ali. That's so, everything you just said, that's so important. There's also people that it just will not be right for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, your, your GP about it, but, but know what you want as well. Dr. Stephanie, she was in our group and she was talking about it as soon as she came on to talk about hrt all the women perked up like this you're a pin drop 
For the last 20 years, people were worried that it was going to increase the risk of breast cancer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's that's where the fear comes from. And that was mostly based on a study 20 years ago called the Women's Health Initiative. And then it was faulty research, basically. And even the authors of the study came back afterwards and said, oh, no, don't pay too much attention to this. Because then when you looked closely, the women they were testing were 10 years older, 10 years post-menopause, the average age was 63. They were using old style hormone replacement therapy. And they all tendency was for them to be overweight. The average BMI was 28.5. So it wasn't really a good indication. What Stephanie Goodwin has done at our event is to bust that myth about breast cancer. And she's always, she brings statistics. She has great graphs and statistics. And she showed us that, yeah, for every 1,000 women, 23 will get breast cancer, whatever they do. And by taking HRT, some studies have shown that it, that increases your risk by four. But if you're obese, that increases the risk by 24. And if you drink two glasses of wine a night, that increases your risk by five. So she, she, she helps you to get to grips with, to get a balanced approach and view about it. That's incredible. And I think this is where we can, we can hear different things in the media. It can be confusing, but to just participate in an event, a workshop, a program like Rock the Glow, where you can really get access to that information, ask questions, listen to a specialist like Dr. Stephanie, get the nutrition and the exercise support so that it makes sense to you. So you can work out how to apply those tools to your own life. I think that's that's really the huge benefit. Because there it is so confusing, ladies, isn't it? There's so many, there are documentaries now, we don't know. The day I went to Rock the Glow that morning in, in October 2019, a very well-meaning NHS practitioner told me the breast cancer about HRT unequivocally. And then that evening I heard Dr. Stephanie. I was like, oh my goodness, what timing. Uh, so we do have to do our own research. As Heather said, come to it, think about what we want, but then get that information and digest it. I think things are changing now and uh, doctors are a little bit more aware and wanting to learn about how to deal with their patients and menopause, but it wasn't, um, it's not compulsory in their training. The Balance app, which you should definitely put a little link to, which is a great, you know, Dr. Louise Newson, she's amazing. I listen to a lot of her podcasts and stuff. They were saying um, one in three GPs isn't comfortable dealing with the menopause dealing, and that's scary. It's incredible, yeah. isn't it? When half the population are going to go through it, yeah. but they don't feel confident in dealing with it. You know, a lot of women, especially our age, that are in this perimenopause and menopause timeframe, often the gynecologist that you're seeing is, is also the OBGYN who, you know, may have delivered your child and they don't have the time to deal with HRT. They just simply don't. Their, their focus is somewhere else. Not to give them a pass, but it is really important. And I do feel like the information is out there for women, but it really depends on where you live. We're lucky. We're talking New York and, and London, you know, we have access to these things, but women across the world, this is a conversation that has to continue to be made in, in every culture and every country, I think. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, totally. And also, I mean, just I'm looking at our Zoom with the four of us holding hands on this issue. Like, it is so important to share it and support each other. And I think it can be quite isolating. I mean, you know, you could go to your 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 amazing physician who delivered your children, um, and then they tell you, you come in and have these symptoms, and they tell you to go get SSRIs because <laughs> you have low mood. And maybe that's appropriate. Maybe it's just that you're going through perimenopause and 
you need um, hormone support. So I think it's just taking a beat and looking at other options and spreading the word and uh, programs like Rock the Glow are just so important. Some of the doctors we've mentioned, uh, there are so many more books so many wonderful programs. It's just great that this information is getting out there. Perimenopause wasn't even on my radar because there wasn't really much out there. Not like now. Now it's like right right out there, which is fantastic. Yes. But then I had no idea. I wasn't even thinking about it. And that wasn't mentioned at all. I was 45 years old. I went to the GP talking about how I'm so exhausted. I, you know, something's wrong. I know something's wrong. Something's not right. I don't feel like me. Something's not right. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I feel like Adam Ant's like, what you do you do but you know I, I eat right I exercise what is going on I shouldn't feel this way you know and and I was really just oh we'll do blood work but perimenopause was not on the radar at all and it wasn't until I spoke to my older sister who's in Colorado talking to her about it and she said oh welcome to perimenopause and I was like oh, what is this you know and then boom it was like this another aha moment of okay that makes sense and then I started to educate myself about it and, and all the symptoms, you know, you tick off the symptoms. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Plugging that balance up again, there's a list of symptoms there. So women can have a look and see if they really think they are perimenopausal and then they can go to their GP armed with that information. Because I think sometimes when you sit across from a GP, you suddenly, it's like being with the headmaster in the office, you know, yes. when you're a school child. And you forget everything that you wanted to say and you suddenly become this little person, don't you? Yeah. Something on your phone and you can say, look, I've got this, 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 this and this. And I know I'm perimenopausal. If they're not the right person, then you can just say, OK, thank you. And you can go and seek another GP or talk to people, talk to other girlfriends and find out somebody that does know what they're doing. In my practice, I often am meeting people, women in this case, who complain about a symptom like they're very dry everywhere and they just feel like that's what they have to deal with for the rest of their life which they don't <laughs> that's the other thing isn't it we're, we're too ashamed to embarrassed to talk about something like vaginal dryness we had a um, the last live there were going to be some men in the audience and we wondered whether we could talk about vaginal dryness and I'm really glad we did and we didn't sort of shy away from it because it shouldn't be embarrassing if all women could talk about that then that is something that's so easily remedied um topical estrogen whether you've had breast cancer and you're a higher risk or not, or whatever the situation, everybody can have that without any contraindications. And it's applied locally and it stays local and it can really rejuvenate those tissues. And if you don't want to do that, then there's omega-7, the sea buckthorn. So there's so many remedies out there, but you, we need to be able to feel comfortable talking about it to realize, because if you can't talk to your girlfriends about it, then you're perhaps yeah. never going to get that information. Your girlfriends may not know. I think another great thing about your program is everyone's there together talking about it. And people were having all those symptoms and talking about it, or even saying that they were in their late thirties and experiencing perimenopause and were being told they were wrong by their medical yeah. professionals, but that amazing sharing of information. Can't tell from a blood test either. That's yeah. another thing. And, and Dr. Stephanie was talking about that too. They could do blood tests all they want, but it's the symptoms really is what she looks for. In the balance app, there's like a form you could fill out. You kind of tick the boxes and, and you'll know. It was good to do like an MOT and have blood works done, make sure thyroid is okay and all of that. That was great. Not not having the discussion of perimenopause and, you know, okay, bye. And, and walking out of the doctor's office really feeling depressed and down thinking, what's going on? I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm going to say this really loudly because I've said this to you both before. I'm going to say it to Carrie to, and everyone listening. This conversation should be at the O2. Like there should be tickets. Yeah. I think women would fill this place up. It's so important. Ali, I love that there were some men in your audience. 
for my husband to understand where that rage is coming from. <laughs> like, yeah, it's being taught in schools more. I mean, I'm hearing more about boys. My two boys go to boys schools that they're, they're starting to learn about what this is. It's so important. It just needs to keep going. And Carrie, like you said, we're here in New York and London. We really need to keep spreading this word and really women are, we're here. There are so many of us who really need to help each other and support each and other. They're starting to do in, in the workplace seminars as well for the men. And I think it's important for men to be there yes. and be aware of what their women colleagues are going through. And this circles back around to something Beth and I talk about a lot, and that's the tendon befriend. There's studies done on it. It helps cortisol. It helps lower cortisol. So just having these groups of women together talking is actually helping them. Especially if you're laughing as well, because that's so yeah. healing. I'm always trying to get people to get together with their girlfriends and laugh because that's probably just as important as eating nutty seed bread and a big salad. There's a scientist and um, her name is escaping me right now, but Beth and I have spoken about this quite a lot, who actually did some research on this very thing on tendon befriend. And it's a response we have alternative to the fight or flight response. And it actually does help increase feel good hormones. It actually helps oxytocin both in men and in women. And I remember this from the study, the oxytocin is highest in men right after orgasm. But after a woman has a conversation or connects with other women, the oxytocin raises as well. And it's really good to help battle high cortisol. Amazing. Yeah, I knew there was a reason I like socializing, which is why it was a really bad idea to move to the countryside. Also just like to say, if anyone ever watches Emily in Paris, like I do, there's a great scene where they talk about vaginal dryness and they have a pharmaceutical brand and it's wonderful. We could probably all agree when you're in the wellness world, and you're using techniques like exercise, yoga, nutrition, Ayurveda, oftentimes people get the feeling they're never supposed to take medicine as if all these things are the end all and be all, which they're wonderful and they work, but there are times in life when we all need medicine and the best medicine is the one that you take, not the one that you don't take. <laughs> yeah, people feel they're failing, don't they? If they're doing stuff, you know, they're, they have, they're following a natural approach and then they, they don't want to take HRT. Yeah because they think they've given up then and they've failed which is crazy you should embrace everything i think that's a really good point i think the four of us would all agree on this no one should be intimidated to ask any of us for help i feel like we, it's always important to meet someone where they are so our emphasis is on on nutrition on exercise on yoga on breathing creating new habits but I feel people can be very intimidated. They think they have to wait to get a little more organized before they get help. But I always think it's really important to just, if this is where I am right now and helping someone make that one salad to get them started or that soup or that curry, we can start doing, no matter where we are, little things will start to add up. So never to be intimidated to ask for support. Yeah, like the woman coming up to me in my class and where Rock the Glow all started. So ladies, what would you say for our, for our amazing listeners? Can you think of five fabulous Rock the Glow tips that you can leave our lovely, our lovely listeners today? Yes. So my number one, to educate yourself. No matter where you are in the world, you've got to, you've got to just do a bit of research because um, you're not necessarily going to get the answers from your friends. So get on that balance app and see if you've got the symptoms to listen to podcasts like Dr. Louise Newson to look at people's blogs like Dr. Stephanie um, Goodwin has a blog and get yourself educated so that you, you can understand and know where you are, whether you're perimenopausal or going towards menopause or postmenopausal, and then you can get the help you need much more easily. Oh, number two, don't wait for your symptoms to become so bad before you go and get help, whether it's from your GP or a menopause specialist or groups like this, um, getting advice 
Don't wait so long. And to definitely know that as you're getting older, you do need to change your diet and you do need to change your exercise. Like we said at the beginning, you know, cut down on the starchy carbs, increase the vegetables. And from Heather's point of view, forget doing all those crazy military fitness classes, Barry's boot camp type things, and start to lift some weights and build some muscle. Be proactive. That was number three. Get out there, exercise, find something that you enjoy. Dancing is exercise. Yes, and fun. And number four, make sure you don't let your social life go. Because it's easy as you get older just to think, oh, I'll just stay in and watch telly. But it's so important, like we've been saying, to get together with girlfriends and men friends as well, but to laugh because that's so therapeutic and healing. And then our last one, to really nurture yourself and, and make sure you prioritize yourself sometimes above all the rest of the family and elderly parents, etc. Yeah, do some self-care. It's okay if, if you're feeling a little bit down one day, but be okay with sometimes we'll be in moods like we were talking about. Sometimes you just can't help it, those rage moods. But no, don't feel guilty about it. The guilt, I don't know why. Women feel this guilt like we have to be wonder women and doing yeah. everything 100% and perfect. Be happy all the time and say yes all the time. Be okay with saying no. Doing nothing is doing something sometimes. <laughs> Talking to the two of you about Rock the Glow and getting these tips, I think it's just so positive. And sometimes women feel, oh, like menopause, it's over. No, it's, it's the beginning. There's so much more. And the more of us adopt a positive attitude, uh, there's so much to share, so much wisdom, getting the hormones sorted, getting, getting the nutrition and the exercise, getting that time, being a little selfish in a constructive self-care way is it, fantastic. Yeah. I definitely don't feel old. I'm embracing my 50 this year. Yeah, me too. Fierce at 50. I feel great. When our mums were 50, that's when you had to have a perm and wear elasticated waists. Come so far, haven't we? We're very lucky, aren't we? Very fortunate. Well said. I I have to say, my mom, talk to her about it all the time. She's like, you know, I wish there was what you're doing out there for me when I was going through it because we suffered in silence. Whispered the change. Yeah, no, no more. It's a new day. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. I know that we're all on pause here with COVID, at least in, in the two spaces that we all reside in. Um, but you will be doing live classes again very soon, hopefully. And uh, we'll keep all the listeners updated on dates and even a promo code for a special exciting a promo code and thank you both so much for inviting us on um it's a real honor to talk on your podcast we love talking to you today the website is rocktheglow.co.uk and the instagram heather well the instagram is also rock the glow and also you can find ali on feed your health on facebook oh, yeah you can find me at mickey rebel fit feed your health and mickey rebel fit And there you have it, folks. And just a reminder that none of the advice that we've given today on this Brains and Bellies podcast is meant to diagnose or treat any health problem. So please speak to your doctor for any specific health issue and join us here next time at Brains and Bellies. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Brains and Bellies Health. And if you'd like to find us online, our website is brainsandbellies.com.